Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hockey fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on all your favorite podcasting apps. I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. want to thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today as we will look at the Minnesota Wild draft and free agency coming forward. So, obviously, free agency is still kind of a thing. It's still kind of floating around. The Minnesota Wild will have a little bit of cap space because Cam Talbot has been traded to the Ottawa Senators. Okay. That's the way you want it. That's the way you're going to get it. And, of course, that after an interesting back and forth with uh, GM Bill Guerin and Cam Talbot's agent, George Bezos, not Jeff Bezos. Obviously, we had fun with that. Of course, uh, Mr. Uh, Michael Russo called him Jeff accidentally and was like, oh, yeah, George, yeah. So, interesting back and forth between those two. Cam Talbot now traded to the Ottawa Senators. Minnesota Wild get Philip Gustafson, no, Philip Gustafson in return in that trade. We'll talk about him shortly. And not bad, not bad. Uh, Minnesota Wild draft also very much focusing on the forward position because I think we have a couple too many defensemen in the system. But the two defensemen acquired, pretty interesting. Ryan Healy, David Spacek, so pretty cool. Healy, obviously, looking really good at the developmental camp. Fourth round pick, David Spacek. Fifth round pick, the son of Yaroslav Spacek, former Columbus Blue Jacket, Florida Panther, and others. So, yep, Minnesota Wild ultimately wind up with a left winger <clears throat> with the first pick, maybe a potential Kevin Fiala replacement. We'll get to those guys, uh, obviously, shortly. Two first round draft picks, draft picks pardon me. Second one, uh, a few picks later, five picks later, 24th. A lot of people very excited about what uh, his prospects could be out of Russia. Danila Yurov. So we'll talk about that, of course. Let's get into the uh, acquisitions, I guess. The acquisition and the trade and, and all that. So, who's the Minnesota Wild backup goalie? It's Philip Gustafsson. Minnesota Wild did also ink Marc-Andre Fleury to the three-year extension. And that drew a response of, hmm, when uh, the Wild first did that. Uh, Derek Felska tweeted out, hmm, when he shared it. And I was like, hmm, is right. Yeah, because, uh, well, I guess you made the, uh, I guess you made the uh, two-year Deal for Marc-Andre Fleury, 3.5 each, of course, 7 million total for him. 
And that definitely got things going. That's when the whole George Bezos and <laughs> GM Bill Guerin semi-feud kind of started up. Uh, Bill Guerin was basically like, it is what it is. We're going to have our team. You know, you can, I don't have to do anything. I don't have bleep to do, basically, when George Bezos said, uh, Bill Guerin has much to think about. And he's like, yeah, right, you know, Bill Guerin. But at the end of the day, ultimately, he gave it a second thought and was like, yeah, maybe I should uh, clean this up because it sounds like a cool idea, having two guys and all that kind of split the time 50-50-ish, maybe 51-49%, whatever the heck, between Marc-Andre Fleury and Cam Talbot. But Talbot would probably be pissed off again if, say, we went with uh, Marc-Andre Fleury into the postseason again. And also, it's a little scary, 38-year-old goalie and, well, well, turning 38, he'll be 38 in the season, and 35-year-old Cam Talbot. It's kind of like Talbot, Talbot. It's kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know... I don't know, they're, they're getting older. Like, when is it going to get to a point when they're not that good anymore, obviously, which could be really soon. In Marc-Andre Fleury's case, as good as he is at times, he was awfully mediocre last year. Certainly not the reason the Minnesota Wild lost the playoff series to St. Louis. It was kind of a bit of everything, especially special teams being not special at all. Uh, we're in the cap hit now. We are in the maximum cap hit. Or, well, actually, we're not. It's going to get even worse next year. Another million added, which is kind of, Great. Another million added per player, so two million more added. That's like a whole, you know, that's like a whole player, like Dmitry Gulikov or Ellis Goligoski, basically. Two million added. Great. I don't know. It's it's annoying. It sucks. But <clears throat> what are you going to do? Luckily, Minnesota Wild do uh, fill up, uh, clear up some cap space, over $4 million in cap space in this trade, acquiring Philip Gustafsson from <laughs> the Ottawa Senators. So at least there's something there, something to look forward to in terms of Philip Gustafsson. He is your backup goalie, and he could be kind of like, a, again, he could be a long-term solution at the backup goalie position, maybe even a spot starter, depending on this, depending on that. Ultimately, he was taken 55th overall in the second round in 2016 by the Pittsburgh Penguins, of course, so that's where the connection is. Just like in the real world, just like in the business world, connections. It's all connections, connections, connections. Uh, you know, you want the job as this, you want the job as that. You have you have connections, this and that. And, of course, uh, Philip Gustafson coming to Minnesota. Never really had a full-time backup job. I, I guess he kind of did last year with the Ottawa Senators, getting into 18 games. So, uh, again, a second-round pick by Pittsburgh. So, fairly highly thought of to go 55th overall in 2016. Really, really good numbers in Sweden. Again, he is Swedish, so he could potentially have two Swedish goaltenders in the future here, starter and backup. We'll see what happens with Hunter Jones, guys like that. Derek Barabo most likely moving on. We'll talk about those free agents very shortly. The draft is kind of the feature presentation in a sense, though, again, I'm no draft expert or any of that, but it's at least something to discuss, something to have hopes for, and, of course, we'll refer a bit to Derek Felska, what he might have to say as well, because why not, uh, and through it, uh, in his articles and such, kind of pick up pieces, as long as he's okay with that, of course. Um, Ottawa Senators, well, two years ago, Philip Gustafson <laughs> played in nine games. Goals against average of 216, actually. Extremely respectable. Save percentage of 93. This is the National Hockey League right there, too. 5-1 and one record. Last year did not fail. Uh, fair as well. Fail is probably a better word. 3.55 goals against average. Save percentage just above 89%. 5-12 twelve record. Again, Ottawa is rebuilding. They're kind of, some people might look at them as a team that's permanently rebuilding, but there's some nice players with the Ottawa Senators. Got to think the defense is better in Minnesota, but is it? That's the question, because it wasn't that good last year. That's why, you know, like Talbot's numbers were not real good. Fleury's numbers were not real good. They didn't really help, especially in the playoffs. So, 
We'll see. Hopefully we can get that back together again. We being the Minnesota Wild and the local club. That's where the we comes from, of course. Um, didn't uh, Gustafson didn't spend a whole lot of time in the Pittsburgh Penguins organization. Wind up getting traded to the Ottawa Senators. So, so mostly with the Belleville Ottawa Senator Belleville Senators, pardon me, in the AHL. Not that good numbers there either. So that's kind of irritating. Though uh, uh, though in Sweden, numbers were just great. Numbers were great, like just above two, two goals a game. Save percentage around ninety two. So I don't know. It's kind of frustrating when you look at his AHL uh, numbers. 301 in seven games, 301 goals against in seven games, but almost, but uh, over 90, 91% for the Belleville. This is in the AHL version of the Senators. Um, the next year, goals against average 3.38 in 31 games, 88% save percentage. Played two games in the ECHL. This is 2018-19. Uh, Only two games gave up five goals. So that's kind of like Hunter Jones syndrome. When he gets sent down to the ECHL, he really takes a hit. I don't know if it's a confidence thing or the team sucks or blah, blah, blah. Like, the Iowa Heartlanders were not real good last year. You know, they, they just weren't. And it didn't help Hunter Jones at all. So it's something to think about, unfortunately. Again, goals against average 3.23 in 1920. Played 24 games in the AHL system for Ottawa there. So his, his AHL number is not so good. Finally climbed up into respectability. Uh, the last two years here, 2021 and 2021-22, goes against average 13 in 13 games, pardon me. He also played in the NHL again in that year and had really good numbers, 216, like I said, 286 goals against average, right at 91% save percentage. And then last year in the AHL, he played in 20 games, again, 18 in the NHL, 20 in the AHL, goals against average of 2.5. So it's like, you can tell it's kind of building. It's getting better. He's getting a little older. You know, 24 years of age and save percentage of 91 and a half. So a significant improvement there. And then in the postseason, uh, lost both games and got, you know, gave up three goals and blah, blah, blah. So that's unfortunate in the AHL playoffs. So it was not part of the, obviously, not part of the NHL playoffs. No kidding. Ottawa Senators did not make the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a huge surprise. Again, born in 1998, June 7th, so very recently turned 24 years of age. He'll be 24 all next season. Blah, blah, blah. Six foot two, 194, or 184, pardon me. So kind of medium-sized-ish for a goalie. Uh, not small like Alex Stalock and not a big giant guy like Devin Dubnik or even uh, Darcy Camper. Both are huge guys. You know, like basketball type of, type, type of heights. We're talking like six five, six six, or tight ends in the NFL or blah, blah, blah. But the good part is you're seeing improvement. Obviously struggled early on. Got to the pros pretty early, which I think a lot of people are um, expecting. Obviously, yeah, J Jasper Wallstedt is going to play in the AHL already next year. Jesper, pardon me. So we'll, we'll see all those numbers fare. He might not jump up at you right away. He might struggle a little bit, though he'd look pretty damn good in the uh, developmental camp. Very impressive. Actually made some nice saves and such. We'll talk about that. A little bit more off and on. We'll get some questions in the fan interaction segment. This will be a two-segment show. So again, what I'm happy about the trade, Cam Talbot, he wasn't that good last year until, you know, a fire was lit under him and Judd Zolgad uh, told us, uh, reminded us about that this past week on uh, Judd's Hockey Show and on the Mackie and Judd and all that. Um, I, I agree. Uh, a little bit of that same old annoying, you know, petty BS like the Ryan Suters, the Zach Parisis, the uh, Jason Zuckers. Jason Bleepers. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing around. I know some of you like him. I, I don't know. I always thought Jason Zucker was overrated. I always felt that way. 
I didn't really speak all that highly of the guy on this show, if you hadn't noticed. I didn't trash him, but I never got excited when I thought of Jason Zucker. You know, just, eh, you know. That just, he's, he's okay, and he's kind of cocky, you know. Kind of cocky, kind of full of himself. And, and unfortunately, that's, you know, that's the issue. Sometimes guys like that in the locker room, they're, you know, you think they're this great guy because they're so great in the community. Well, well, we're, well, we're happy for you, as Dan Burrow might have said back in the old days on the, on the KFAN, or uh, yeah, on KFAN on his show that he's done forever now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think this is a good, solid move. Again, Philip Gustafson is improving. That's good. Uh, 24 years of age, that's 11 years younger. 11 years younger than Cam Talbot. And again, the cap difference is insane. <clears throat> Unfortunately, he is uh, arbitration eligible at the end of the season. But this is not Kevin Fiala. This is not $7.5 million. This is not $4 million. Probably, at best, maybe, you know, still kind of hovering around, depending on how the season goes, hovering around about a million a year, like a bridge contract. But uh, I do think that they're going to keep him around for a while. And I hope so. I hope so. I hope, hope, hope it works out. hope he's not somebody that falls apart and all that. You feel bad for some of the other prospects in the system, but it kind of is what it is. Hunter Jones didn't exactly stand out last year. And, of course, that's why Philip Lindbergh took off because of uh, the uh, the arrival of Jesper Wallstead. Uh, Capo Kakinen, you could... Capo, Capo, <laughs> Capo Kakinen, you could tell was, you know, mildly, yeah. Like, he just kind of saw the writing on the wall, and he was kind of, like, great, you know, when he was interviewed by uh, Michael Russo, uh, when asked, basically... Were you frustrated or this or that when the Minnesota Wilds drafted Jesper Walston? He's like, kind of there was a pause, just no, uh, no, no, no. And then Michael Rosso said, I understand. Yeah, so it was like a yes, yes, no, you know what I mean? That kind of thing. Um, and this, again, makes me feel a heck of a lot better about losing Capo Kakinen. Uh, Bill Guerin even compared Philip Gustafson to Capo Kakinen a little bit. And they're about the same age, too. So I think Kakinen's about a year older if I remember correctly, he was actually drafted two years earlier. So, uh, um, so I feel a bit better now. You got the young guy who could possibly platoon with Jesper Wallstead at some point, maybe as Wallstead's like real young, getting started. Depending on how Gustafson adjusts to the National Hockey League, um, and you're not going to see a 50-50 split. But the good news is you're not hearing the 55-60 game stuff either. Bill Guerin made sure to mention that. You play. Marc-Andre Fleury, 55 or 60 games, you're going to regret it. At age 68, or 68, at age 38. <laughs> at age 38, of course, I'm going to leave that in there because it's a funny little thing, uh, mistake. Um, you're going to regret that. Just common sense, right? Do you really want to overuse a 38-year-old goalie? Regardless of Vanessa Trophy and all that good stuff, which he did not get last year. It was two, it was two years ago. Um and all that three cups conversation, which she was the main goalie for one of, by the way, one, one of those three cups. We got to remind people that. So, um, you, you overuse the guy, you're going to be crying. You're going to be crying. So again, and you underuse Philip Gustafson, he's going to be, he's going to be cold. He's going to come in and he's going to get beat. That's what happened to Kakinen. Uh, Talbot came back after a layoff. He had a crappy game or two, even in his, his better year, the first year of the two. It, it's always ironic. I always kind of come back and laugh at the fact that, uh, Talbot, made the All-Star team on clearly an inferior season. It was just kind of funny. Though, of course, again, the special teams and all that in front of Talbot didn't help his numbers either. Hopefully that the Minnesota Wild can uh, come back with a better penalty kill. That way Philip Gustafson doesn't have 
goals against average, uh, goals against average, <laughs> upwards of 3.5 this year, and save percentages around 87. That would kind of suck. So we'll just have to wait and see for that. I've probably gone a little long on it, but it, it's a important. It's an important move, a significant move for the future of this franchise. Uh, that you have this, uh, you know, your Josh Harding or whatever type of guy who can uh, definitely at least be a nice backup for many years, possibly if he wants to hang around. Um, we'll see. We'll see how things go. Um, so that definitely doesn't look like a full-time starter in the National Hockey League anytime soon. But you never know. Maybe he'll really step up and end up trading him away because uh, and I like Wal- Wallstead is like a star and this guy deserves uh, a bigger role on Healy or he leaves free, via free agency, all that bull crap. Uh, let's move on, though. Continued free agency conversation. <laughs> again, I went a little long, but again, I still see that as a very significant move. 26 years of age, Jacob Middleton, the guy that the Minnesota Wild acquired in the Capo Kakinen trade, inked a three-year contract extension, $2.45 million per, so that's not bad. That's not bad, and he's obviously a top-pairing type, even though it's 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 a fit thing. It's a fit thing with Jared Spurgeon, a, a big, tough guy who's just who's good at his job to go along with the smaller Spurgeon on the top uh, pairing and all that good stuff. Jacob Middleton will be sticking around for at least three more years at 2.45. Again, he was he was the Mr. Irrelevant of the, the draft that uh, he was taken in Jacob Middleton years ago now, about nine years ago. Uh, so very, very cool. Nice story. And he's an example for many players that are taken in the later rounds, like they talk about, um, to be, hey, you can make it. You can you can make it. You can make millions of dollars. You may not be the highest paid player on your team, but you can have a nice, solid role and wind up being the kind of guy people want and want to commit to for three years, four years, even five years, depending on how things go. Andrew Burnett was taken extremely late, I believe ninth round years ago, and look at the career he had. Um, for, unfortunately, he played in the days when $1.5 million, $2, $2 million was considered a decent contract for a solid player. Now Andrew Burnett would probably be making five or six uh, if he was like 27 years old, like when the Wild acquired him, that kind of thing. Uh, obviously, again, so now you're set with uh, Jacob Middleton here for a while, and it's not $4 million a year, thank God in heaven, as there were rumors about that, that uh, the, the that his asking price could be that high. And then it's like, Jacob Middleton doesn't seem like that kind of guy. He really doesn't, uh, personality-wise. And, of course, play on the ice, good player, but $4 million? Are you crazy? Are you kidding me? Uh, no. So uh, now the Minnesota Wild, with development and going into free, uh, going into uh, training camp and such, it's going to be extremely interesting to see who fills the void uh, left from Kevin Fiala's trade and all that. And, of course, uh, plenty of forwards brought in to kind of help shore that up in a lot of ways since the defensive... The defenseman right now might not be the most exciting situation with Dmitry Kulikov, Alex Goligoski, John Merrill, you know, guys like that. You're just kind of like, uh, you know, yay, woohoo. Uh, obviously, that's seven guys, so one guy's going to be scratched out of that group on a daily basis or game-by-game basis, this and that. It's going to be a different guy like Kalagoski, Amaro, Kulikov, probably not Middleton, Dumba, Jonas Bordin, or Jared Spurgeon, but guys get hurt all the time, unfortunately, because things happen. Um, But you have a nice, beautiful uh, crop. You have a nice, beautiful grapevine when it comes to your defensemen. And, well, we got two more. And Peely looked pretty damn good. It looks like a wonderful skater. And... Derek must be smiling when you look at the, the last uh, several draft picks for this club, where d- definitely skating has been a huge thing. Uh, obviously, again, taking people like Ben Mapulia years ago, fourth overall, and he can't skate. 
Um, and he winds up being a third liner with Edmonton and stuff and stuff, right? And then guys like uh, you know Zach Phillips who couldn't even come close because his skating was pathetic. <laughs> and McGordy, it was funny how Derek was saying how his skating is really rough, and you saw the smiles on his face and his <laughs> and his family when he was drafted. And um, McGordy, just like, oh my God, I made it! You know, it's kind of like that. I, I got to go in the first round. You know, so we'll see what happens. We'll see how it happens with his skating and all that, and his future in the NHL. But yeah, I mean, it's a big thing. If skating is one of those things where if you're not that good at it. It's You can maybe improve a little bit, but you kind of are what you are by the time you get to be a, a young adult and all that. So kind of scary. Um, a lot of these guys, their skating looks absolutely fantastic. Liam Ogren, Danila, Yurov, those are the first-round picks, 19 and 24, respectively. Uh, the Wilds were higher on Danila Yurov, but they realized, but they took the chance thinking, you know, people are going to pass on him because of the whole Russia this, Russia that. And there was a Russian player taken right after Ogren, who was uh, very highly thought of into the Washington Capitals of all teams. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Darcy Kemper's new club, of course. But, uh, so the Wild were willing to go with uh, Liam Ogren, who also looks really good as a left winger. Again, could be the Fiala replacement eventually, long-term. Boldy obviously can help with that as well. Um, it's ironic, again, Boldy, or excuse me, Fiala considered a left winger at, at you know, a left shot and all that, but played on the right wing and did a great job and was very happy there. Um, only one right winger was taken officially in this draft, and that was uh, Daniel Yurov. Three left left wingers, left shot left wingers, which is kind of funny. So <laughs> it is it is kind of funny. Guys like uh, Rigger Lorenz, Michael Milne, uh, again, and then Ryan Healy, David Spacek, and Saravak Petrovsky. <laughs> again, um, all of these guys, though, Except for, well, the the two top picks are already in North America. So that's kind of cool as well. A little bit less uh, worrying about the contract issues and this and that. Ogren uh, is from Sweden, Sweden Junior League. And Daniela Yurov right out of the KHL. But again, very limited numbers. And we'll talk about that again very shortly. I keep bouncing around. We'll talk about some of the departures and such as well. Jordy Ben's got a one-year contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Congratulations, Jordy. Jordy! Jordy LaForge. Sorry. Um, Nick De- Nick Delorier, a big four-year deal with the Philadelphia Flyers. Why? I don't know. Um, they, they did something. That sounds like uh, the kind of move that either Fletcher or Dumpster Doug Risebrow would have made. Especially Dumpster Doug. Like, oh yeah, yeah, we gotta get him in here. You know, he's, he's passionate. He's, he's passionate. He's, he's a gritty guy. You know, he's a gritty guy. Yay. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Dumpster Doug. Since you can't draft anybody anyway, so... I mean, you look at the draft boards and you see the NHL totals and it's freaking blank, you know, on most of them during the uh, Doug, Dumpster Doug Risebrow era. And then Fletcher, it's kind of checkered. It's this, it's kind of that. You know, Mario Lucia, you trade up for him. Doesn't come close. He sucked in the AHL. And God bless Mario Lucia and all that. But God, it's frustrating. Brett Ballmer, 17 games forever. 17 games in the NHL, this and that. Um, it, it was checkered, but certainly better than Dumpster Doug. You know, the Dumpster Doug era. Matt Cassian played 76 games with five frickin' points. That was your second-round pick after Benoit Puglia. Mr. I can't skate, and then everyone else didn't make it. Yeah, I could go on all day, so I better shut up about that. It's just irritating to look at. Nick Schultz playing in 9 million games, but had like 45 points. You know, I, you know I'm, I'm slightly exaggerating there. So, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, he's a nice, solid defenseman, but like a, you know, one of those kind of guys you just don't you, you barely notice out there to be quite fair um, but those were the 
Oh, yeah, and Nick Bukestad wound up with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So good luck to Nick Bukestad. So, of course, he's not returning. Back-to-back -back here, signed with Minnesota, of course, acquired in, the, in a trade from Pittsburgh earlier. I believe that was in the Zucker trade. Yep, he was one of the throw-in pieces there. And a nice, solid player, but he's a fourth-liner at, at this stage of his career and obviously oft-injured and all that and had an unlucky injury when a frustrated uh, Matt Zuccarello, from my imagination, swung his stick and accidentally broke, uh, swung his stick in frustration and accidentally broke uh, Bukestad's finger. So, yeah, that's uh, kind of reading between the lines there. It's going to be super interesting to see how things play out. Who makes this spot? Who makes that spot? As now we'll talk about the main guys in the draft. Of course, uh, Liam Ogren, if I'm pronouncing it correctly, out of Stockholm, Sweden. 19th overall, six foot one, two oh one shoots left. Again, we're going to the Sports Daily with Derek here. Derek Felska at Crease and Assist at Crease and Assist. As he has an awesome, uh, obviously there's an awesome story behind that name. We've heard it in previous episodes uh, when Derek has been on. <laughs> Basically, he says the bottom line with him is the uh, athletic shoot-first winger who has good speed and puck skills. Likes with, uh, Like the scouts say, it's really about where his potential can lead him. In fact, a lot of his projection reminds me of where, what scouts said about Jason Zucker before he went to play at the University of Denver. Yep, cool. The question was whether he would generate offense because his skating, athleticism, and natural gifts give you a functional NHL player already. Where is the ce uh, where is the ceiling? Only time will tell. At the very least, you have a great energy winger. So there's definitely a uh, he's a shoot first guy, Ogren. Again, as I'm hopefully pronouncing it correctly, I kind of also bounce between elite prospects and hockey database for numbers and such. With these uh, foreign players, I think it's a really good idea to go to elite prospects because it digs a little deeper. You're going to get everything where. Um, hockey database, you'll get more of the local stuff, you know, like, well, like American and, and uh, North American and such. Last year for the actual Swedish hockey, like, you know, it's similar, it's going to be, you're going to see similar numbers with Europe as well. When he actually got to the professional level, 25 games, only two points, one goal, one assist, and he was a minus seven over end. But again, it's kind of a similar situation when they start off in the, the, uh, the bottom six. They don't get a whole lot of ice time, a whole lot of opportunities, and they're just young. They're playing with men. This is like, imagine him in the National Hockey League right now. You'd get numbers like that, you know, like 35 games and two points. It'd be something like that at the end of the day. Uh, for under 18, or excuse me, at 18, he was the captain of the club. Or the Oh, it is under 18. Captain of the club here. He was uh, in six games, had three goals, six assists for nine points in only six games under 18 international junior that was in the world junior classic part of me in 11 games he had 16 points seven of them goals in the international junior and then the sweden international junior again uh un under 20 now moved up to under 20 in only three games one goal two assists three points total and again could be uh, playing in the swedish hockey league again this year right now they have him playing for the uh hockey all Svenskan going into 22-23, so we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, it could be in the Swedish Hockey League again. Wouldn't be too surprised about that, and hope for improved numbers. Definitely is a good skater, and he's a, he's a shoot-first kind of guy. Probably not the same as Fiala, but and he's also a little bit larger, which is good. I think that's a good thing. I mean, the smaller, I mean, small is okay, but Fiala was only about 5'10", so that's something to think about as well. It's good to have a guy who's actually slightly over 200 pounds, and yeah, it's going to be real interesting to see how things turn out under contract for a bit over there in Sweden. But I think he'll be here reasonably soon enough. 
Danila, you're off. They actually did have him higher. They said this was the first time the Wild actually did this, where they had the guy higher uh, than the first round, the uh, first pick that Minnesota Wild had. Yurov was actually ranked a little higher on the on the big board, so to speak, for the Minnesota Wild, the draft board and all that. Uh, Wild ended up taking Yurov, and I was just clapping. I was like clapping so hard, like the Wild took him. I was like, yep, yep, yep. I mean, I I sensed the exact same thing actually. I just kind of sensed that's exactly what they did, and thankfully, it's exactly uh, what the situation was, and thankfully, he was able to still be there. I was like dancing on the clouds, and the Minnesota Wild were able to acquire him um, under contract at least next year, and we'll see how it goes. I think it's actually two more years total, which isn't that much at all. So hopefully, uh, you're off could be in the uh, be in the in North America at least two years from now, maybe spend a tiny bit of time in the AHL, depending on how demanding he is and depending on how quick he is at adjusting to professional-level hockey. Um, KHL, obviously, that's the National Hockey League of Russia, basically, and MHL is like the AHL of Russia. 22 games, zilch. Zilch, nada, in the KHL. Zilch. 19 playoff games. Zilch. So, zero points. (laughs) But obviously, an immense amount of talent. You see most of his highlights are from the MHL. The Again, that is the AHL of Russia. At least I'd like to call it that. In the World Junior Classic, absolutely great. And that's a lot of where the highlights are as well. We're a World Junior Classic for 2021. In only seven games at 11 points, four goals, seven assists. Uh, he's, a, he's a really good passer. And, and people are actually comparing him to a possible um, Matt Zuccarillo role for Minnesota in the future, where maybe, again, could play on the same line with Kirill Kaprizov. And that works perfectly. you got the right wing and the left wing. Kirill Kaprizov is the left wing, as long as he's in the United States soon. And I think it's going to work out. That's just my guess, my gut feeling. I think it's going to work out that Kirill Kaprizov will be back with Minnesota uh, at the end. Um, Some reports say that it's really scary, this and that, you know, like uh, illegal ID. And other reports are, oh, 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 he's fine. He's going to be totally fine. He just had some surgery and he'll be right. He'll be right over. You know, it's going to be all right. <laughs> so we'll see what happens again. Him being Kirill Kaprizov in this case, not Danila Yurov. Again, there's always fear about things. International this, international that. Um, <laughs> end times, whatever the heck it could be. You know, and obviously we'll leave that where that is. Six foot one, again, another taller, yeah, but, you know, nicely sized player. Uh, only 178 pounds in this case. Again, also very, very talented young man. Extremely talented. And a lot of people are actually more excited about him than um, Ogren. So that's definitely an interesting thought. And I even put a poll out there, and it was just, you know, it was a landslide. We'll get back to that in a little bit. Derek's thoughts on him. He says, I really, uh, oh, yeah, that's his thoughts on both players. We'll come back to that. And I don't want to necessarily spoil the article, but then again, I'm just going to, again, highly recommend you check out uh, at Crease and Assist, at Crease and Assist. His bottom line, he says, a skilled top six forward who can play at either center or right wing. He was a top 10 talent in many scouting publications that fell because of the Russian factor. Yep. See, uh, that, that is for the wild benefit to get the higher end player who has terrific offensive instincts and ability. Feels like a steal at number 24 to me. I, I agree. Um, this was obviously the home run swing many wild fans are hoping the team would take with two selections in the first round. Yep. So, yeah, I, I was clapping. I was clapping. The Ogren pick, I was like, okay, cool, cool. I was kind of actually hoping for Yurov at 19. I was actually hoping for him there and, and the other player as well. I wound up going 20th. Just kind of hoping for that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I like Russian players. I, I really do because you can just kind of, I mean, 
those high-end Russian players, most of them end up being something in the National Hockey League. And I don't know. It's just obviously a gut feeling, and you're feeling good. Um, Ivan Miro. Yeah, okay. Ivan Miro. I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Shnikcho. Yeah, like Shnikcho. I I had it before, and I mispronounced it many times, so I deeply apologize for that. It's a bigger name. Obviously, Yurov is quite easy. Uh, this guy, obviously, again, very, very highly thought of, uh, highly touted, highly thought of. He is a left winger going to the Washington Capitals to go under the tutelage, potentially, depending on how much longer he plays, of uh, Ovechkin. So that would be kind of cool. A lot of people very, uh, <laughs> a lot of those great players in Russia look up to Ovechkin in a big way. So that must be exciting for him with the possible chance of playing with him someday. Um Again, apologize for my crappy uh, <laughs> for my crappy uh, pronunciation. Yeah, it's just it's a tough one. I, I'm doing a Sid Hartman with that one. Uh, other local players, Logan Cooley. You could just see how nervous he was. Third pick, Arizona Coyotes. It's almost like, oh God, please no, 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 not not the Coyotes, please, no, no, oh no, 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 no. And Shane Wright was kind of like the same, kind of like a quiet fear, like okay, no, that that's okay, you, you that's okay, you can pass on me. It's okay, please. No, please pass on me. I, I insist. Logan Cooley, the whole time, he's just <laughs> squirming around, <laughs> adjusting his tie. <laughs> please, please, God, not Arizona. And the Arizona Coyotes select Logan Cooley. Ah, uh, yeah, sweet. I'm, yes. Oh, I, I'm in the NHL, and I'm the third pick in the draft. That's awesome, but ah, uh, shucks. You know, <laughs> I like Arizona. I love their logo. I love the thought of living in Arizona, but playing in a college building for when you're an NHL franchise, it's like, uh, are you going to be able to like afford my paycheck? You know, like my weekly, my, 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 my check every two weeks, how that's happened in before in the past with other teams where there's been crappy issues and in, uh, Arizona as well. You've had some interesting, stupid issues that have come up. Um, and there it was Rutger McGroarty went to the Winnipeg Jets 14th overall, 14th overall. I can imagine Derek just to like, Oh my goodness, I can imagine him like almost throwing up seeing that. 14th overall with the way Derek described uh, McGrory's skating on the last episode. Wasn't that a good episode? It was long, and we were we were long-winded and all that, and I don't mean that as a rip, but there was so much good information and so much to say. What do you expect? What did you expect, right? <laughs> Jimmy Snuggerud, we'll see if he has a better career than his uh, father in the National Hockey League. Fantastic gopher and another gopher. Jimmy and Dave Snuggerud, late 80s, early 90s, the greatest era for everything, especially video games um, and a lot of other, uh, just, just it was a great era for a lot of things. Uh, uh, Yuri Kulich, I was very excited about. He wound up going 28th to the Buffalo Sabres much later. So, um, very, very, very pleased with at least the first two picks here, and especially Danilo Yurov. I, I think there's something there. And the contract is only two years so far, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Derek also adds that he really liked both of the picks. Ogren, well, uh, to me, was the safer selection of the two, yep, simply because of the ongoing situation between Russia and most of the rest of the world. Yep, <laughs> that's always what it is. Yurov is fantastic talent, and I'm glad the team didn't give into the impulse of trading up to make that pick, but instead gambled that he'd be there without giving up other assets. And yeah, the Wild did that in the Marco Rossi trade as well, not panicking. I remember they, they played the part where uh, where uh, Bill Guerin said, we're staying. Like, he looked Chud Brackett right in the eye, we're staying. Um, staying right where we are. And it was a good move. You know, you don't have to give up a second-round pick. You don't have to give up 
you know, Dumbo or something. He could give up Dumbo for something else. So we'll have to wait and see how that turns out. Um, Derek also, as he thinks you're off, is the high-end top six winger you hope can replace Kevin Fiala. Yep. Ogren is less likely to be that home run, but he still could be so a contributor for years. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, it, yep, it's also uh, talking about, yeah, and I was thinking this as well. Uh, Derek was also talking about that's a really good sign that he was actually there in Montreal for the pick. He was actually there. So that's really a big deal. He, I, I'm like, oh, there he is. Just keep him here. You know, I was kind of joking with myself when I saw that. And when I watched that, I'm like, he's already here in North America. So that's, that is actually really encouraging. So we'll have to wait and see how things go. Uh, he says one last, yep. Yep, he was at a very encouraging sign to see him in Montreal. Hopefully Garen and the Wild staff were able to establish a rapport with him so they can get him on board sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I would be very pleased as well. So definitely check it out. Uh, obviously more draft conversation and uh all the, uh, all the the prospect developmental camp and all season, obviously all kinds of amazing articles, keeping up with games, uh, <laughs> rants and raves and such during the course of the season with how players will turn out. <sighs> yep, so very encouraging. Let's try to get back where we need to be now. Apologize, uh, not that I not that we weren't already where we needed to be talking about the top picks in this draft for Minnesota. Hunter Hate Hate. I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's with a H A I G H T, Canadian A, 47th pick in the draft, second round pick, of course, from the Barry Colts of the uh, the OHL. We've heard about them a million times, the Ontario Hockey League. Barry Colts have had some good years and some bad years. He's a center, believe it or not. So finally, a center taken. 5'10, 174. He shoots right. Born in ninety, no, born in two thousand four. Yes, it's we're that far in the future now. We're two thousand four as a young adult, I guess you can call it. Eighteen years of age. He is from Ontario, literally. Forty-one points in the junior league there with Ontario Major Junior Hockey League of Ontario, in sixty-three games, twenty-two goals, nineteen assists, and in the playoffs he had five points in six games, one goal, four assists, a goal-scoring center. Nice potential there with Hunter Hate. The hater himself. <laughs> okay, I'm just kidding. Riger Lorenz. He also again comes in. As I believe he's a left shot. Yep, left shot. Uh, he can play center or left wing, of course, but, you know, it's probably going to wind up left wing because everybody winds up being a winger. Everyone's a winger. This guy's a center. Oh, but he's going to be a wing. He's a center. Oh, he's going to be a wing. He's a center. This guy's a center. He's a center. Nope, nope. He's going to play on the wing. Come on, man. Okay, I'm just kidding. <laughs> or they can play center for five seconds. Calgary, Alberta. Calgary, Alberta. Gotta love that hockey hotbed right there. He played in the um, Alberta Junior Hockey League. The Alberta Junior Hockey League and did really well for the Okatooks Oilers. Okatooks Oilers. Gotta like that. Rolls right off your tongue. And you don't think about the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League a whole lot. You always think of the OHL. The Q, you know, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Western Hockey League, British Columbia Hockey League is kind of like, you know, not thought of as much. He had 85 points, did this young man, and only 60 games, 38 goals, 47 assists. So good numbers for Riger Lorenz in the <laughs> in the <laughs> Alberta Junior Hockey League. So that's cool. He's going to the University of Denver to go in about three national championships, probably, depending on how long he's there. Just three years, he'll win all three of them because freaking Denver is always there. It's annoying. I hate Denver. Go away! I'm sick of Denver. Go away! 
damn it. But if you're recruited by Denver and you're a high prospect, you must be pretty freaking good because they win national championships in Denver. As sick of them as I am. Uh, nine assists and only two goals, but damn good numbers in 14 games. Who cares about the only? You got nine assists, obviously. Good passing skills by this uh, young man. 11 points in 14 games in the playoffs for the Okotoks Oilers in their playoff run. 14 games. Again, going to the University of Denver. Very cool and encouraging as well. I'm sorry if I'm bouncing around here looking for something. But it kind of is what it is here. Hmm. Yep. Okay, sorry. Bouncing around here again. This is courtesy of Elite Prospects again because, yeah, it's especially good for the guys like uh, Ogren and Yurov. Millie, or excuse me, Mikey Mil Milne. Mikey Milne. Michael Milne. Ooh, that's, in that's impressive. Winnipeg Ice. We've had other players in our uh, grapevine playing for the Winnipeg Ice of the Western Hockey League. The Western Hockey League. He's from Abbotsford, British Columbia. Cool. Tiny bit older here, 19 years of age already. Yep, yeah, he's, he's a little bit older, but it is what it is. Left winger, 5'11 and 185. Kind of like Parisi's size, I suppose. 81 points. 81 points in the Western Hockey League. Really good numbers, like Adam Beckman type numbers already. But again, a slightly older. Like when Adam Beckman, you know, dominated the Western Hockey League, did fantastic. A lot of people thought, what an amazing pick that was. And certainly, in 15 playoff games, 19 points, 13 goals, 13 goals. That's a lot in only 15 games. Wow, wow. Six assists added on board to that. 81 total points in 68 games, if I mentioned that already. 38 goals, 43 assists. Huge numbers as a left shot, left winger. There's Kevin Viola right there. Well, maybe. <laughs> you never know. Uh, he actually is good at defense as well. They say he's an absolute nuisance uh, in the defensive zone. Uh, so pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, so again, one of those character guys as well that can be added and can definitely score, and particularly in the playoffs. He looks like a like a tough guy. He does. Definitely has a tough, tough look to him. Ryan Healy, who looked really damn good in the uh, developmental camp. Ryan Healy, not Healy, but Healy. Sioux Falls Stampede. Sioux Falls Stampede of the, uh, the U.S. Hockey League. Pretty cool there. I believe he's going up to Harvard. He's going to Harvard. He's going to be like Ben Matlock and be a defense attorney. And so, Sorry, guys. I'm not going to play hockey. I'm going to be a defense attorney in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sioux Falls Stampede. Yep. Again, born in the Dakotas here. Good for him. The Boston Advantage, that's interesting, years ago in the under-16, under-14. <laughs> it's amazing how far that goes. It's like under-3, no, I'm kidding, <laughs> diaper hockey league. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself. Defenseman here for Sioux Falls Stampede. <laughs> no playoffs, unfortunately, for Sioux Falls because, well, yeah, I don't know. I guess it's not the North, North Dakota fighting uh, Hawks or whatever they're called now. Um <laughs> 59 games, 3 goals, 18 assists. Because, yeah, minus 25, that does tell you something. Not because he stunk. The team probably in general wasn't that good. Maybe he wasn't all that spectacular. He's a little on the, yeah, obviously it's a young player and all that. So there's a reason why they didn't make the playoffs there, minus this and minus that. But uh, something there to think about. I don't even think I looked at Ryan Haley's numbers, and I'm kind of annoyed at myself here. This is, oh, no, this is Ryan Haley. Yeah, that, that is who I was talking about. Yep, Sioux Falls Stampede. His skating, though, I liked what I saw. I liked what I saw in the um, 
uh, the, the developmental camp, that little scrimmage there, Team Beckman versus Team Rusty, made a really nice pass as well. Um, there's something there with Ryan Healy, so he's a guy to look forward to in the future. Uh, yeah, obviously, it's a long road. Being a four, you know, like fourth round isn't that late. It's kind of a mid-round pick. So we'll just have to wait and see how that turns out. Okay, here we go. David Speshek. David Speshek out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. No, I don't want to. I don't want to cover him. Yeah, actually, I do. I do. So it's really exciting, really cool. So I got a player to follow for the <laughs> for uh, Young Guns, also known as uh, Minnesota Wild Prospects. So really, really cool. Young Guns is like the new name and the cool logo, and of course, uh, a guy also from the same country there, Chechia out of Shechia, 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 I hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, um, Pavel Bennett also, again, he helped design, or he did design the new Brave the Wild logo, and of course designed the uh, the Young Guns logo with a similar color scheme, and it's just so nice, he did such a good job, and so it's kind of cool, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and I get to think of Pavel Bennett in multiple ways there, as I will be covering uh, this young man for that page, very exciting, he is a right shot defenseman, right shot defenseman, forget if Ryan Healy, was he right shot or left shot? So I apologize already. And he is a right shot defenseman. So bye-bye Dumba, I guess. I don't know. I mean, especially with the acquisition of uh, uh, of uh, Faber as well. So a lot of people do believe that's probably the exit there. And again, $6 million a year. I don't think so. Go back to Spacek again. Son of Yuroslav, Yuroslav Spacek. Uh, he was actually born, this young man in Columbus, Ohio, because that's where Yaroslav Spacek played. 19 years of age, February 18th, 2003. Ooh. Let's just say that day has a... <laughs> that day lives in infamy for me personally, and I'll leave that alone. Nobody died, so that's the good part, but it wasn't an easy day. I'll just leave it at that. Not at all. Um, one year in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, 50 points. 50 points. A little bit more offense here than Ryan Healy, who, again... He's a good passer and has a lot of skill and all that. Great skater. But dominant numbers here in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for the Sherbrooke Phoenix. And the name of the team is the Phoenix. And it is a cool look. A very cool look. Cool logo. Cool jerseys and all that. 38 assists. 38 assists. 12 points. 13 points in 11 playoff games. That is awesome for a defenseman, especially at the age of 19. Uh, awesome numbers there. Expect to see Spacek possibly in the AHL as soon as next season. Uh, not this coming season, but next season because of the uh, the whole age and all that. When once you turn 20 years of age, you can play in the national. Uh, you can play in the AHL. Pardon me. Otherwise, it's National Hockey League or juniors, and that's the rule. If you're under 20, you're you're either an NHL player, like a you know like a Gabrick type of guy who's ready to go to NHL right away, or you are in the. Uh, you're uh, relegated to the juniors again. Fifth round pick, 153rd overall by the Minnesota Wild. And of course, unsigned at this moment. But exciting again. Hockey's in the blood there. <sighs> yep. <laughs> Servak Petrovsky. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't too bad. I believe this guy can play center as well. And yes, he is a center. He's a left shot center at the moment. Only 17 years of age. Doesn't turn 18 until August 10th. 
crazy crazy young and crazy cool i guess you could say out of slovakia so no chechia slovakia it's the other side of the equation there after world war ii of course czechoslovakia that no longer exists five foot ten 181 pounds left shot centre out of slovakia we talk about his offense comes from his off puck reads and shooting skill he doesn't just identify the best pocket of space he times his movements. He hits the brakes after sprinting to become an option at the top of the slot or sneaks behind a defender's back to become a backdoor threat. Cool. The ensuing shot, the ensuing shot, pardon me, comes off his stick without any windup and is often cleverly placed. Cool. That's uh, intriguing. That's intriguing. Nice. Uh, school, they got a nice scouting report for him there. He played for Team, uh, Team Slovakia on the under-18, Slovakia 2, 32 points in that. That was in 2021, uh, 2020, 2021, whatever. 16 goals, 16 assists, and only 26 games. Extremely efficient. He did have 22 penalty minutes as well, so he mixes it up a little bit. And he was in the OHL this past season, North America. Owen Sound Attack. Owen Sound Attack. Interesting name. <laughs> 54 points, 28 goals. 28 goals, a goal-scoring type of center again at least at this level. Uh, two goals, four assists, and seven playoff games. So, again, showed up for the postseason, which we could use a little bit around here. Could use a little help here on the offensive side in the postseason. So, last year, it kind of stunk both sides. Penalty kill, power play, offense, defense, this and that. The whole game sucked, as uh, Mr. <laughs> Dean Everson would say. And it did. It just sucked. Um, again, he's still under 18, by the way. And he played on the uh, Slovakia under 18 and 21, 22, 11 points, three goals, eight assists. Good numbers. Um, very good numbers for the uh, Sl uh, the young Slovakian. Only 5'10", 181. Maybe he'll grow an inch. Never know, because 17 years of age is pretty darn young. But sounds like an intriguing pick in the sixth round. You just never know with this guy. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he, he comes a long way. Can't expect all these guys to make it to the NHL. You sure as heck can't expect all of them to be major factors long-term. But it's, again, something to look forward to. Lots of hope going forward. I you got to think the two first-round picks are going to be in the NHL, and they freaking better be. But, I mean, again, you never, you never know absolutely because nothing is absolute. I want to look at their... Uh, they have a little scouting report. No, there's actually no scouting report on them all on Liam Ogren. Oh, yeah, there is. They say everything happens in motion for Ogren. He gets moving as pucks arrive at his position, skates through passes, and doesn't need to break stride to get off his shot. Yep, so that's pretty cool. Plays at such a uh, heightened pace that the puck often flies from its stick no sooner than you realize he's even secured, secured possession in the first place. So, yeah, very, very smooth. I like that a lot. <clears throat> I liked that a lot. At least from what I personally saw out of Marco Rossi, I saw kind of that. Like an unbelievable smoothness at the OHL level. But still, it still counts for something. It does. As for uh, Yurov, again, this is the uh, Elite Prospect Scouting Report. Uh, high, uh, high plus level skating. Well-maintained mental map of the ice through uh, constant scanning. A willingness to play the body and cut opponents off at the hands. And great lines to the puck. Made you off an excellent forechecking presence in many of our viewings. That's really good. Yeah, that's really important. I mean, the Wild have struggled there forever, really, haven't they? Um, he's an absolute nuisance on the offensive zone. Retrievals, unrelenting in pursuit. Working every bit as smart as he is working hard. 
pretty cool. And that's in the uh, Elite Prospects 2022 NHL Draft Guide. So that's a plug for that. Might as well give them that plug because, well, shoot, they provided us with all this information. So Elite Prospects does an amazing job. Um, absolutely. Uh, uh, again, <laughs> when you just see multiple, when you see everybody saying strong skater, strong skating, strong skater, strong skating, I mean, that is a good thing. That's a good thing. Obviously, there's more to hockey than just skating. You have to be able to, like, play and all that. <laughs> you know, there's some spectacular skaters out there in the Olympics that have never picked up a hockey stick. Or if they did, they didn't do much with it. You know, maybe they're, you know. So, <laughs> obviously, there's more to that. But if you are a hockey player and you're a really good skater, that is a that is something that is extremely valuable to have uh, going forward, particularly as a, as a high-end NHL prospect versus, again, the Ben Apulias that ended up being third liners at best. Third line, fourth line. When you're the fourth overall pick, you have no business being in the bottom six for the majority of your career. That is some blankety blank. That's that's what it is. So, <laughs> or never even coming close to the NHL as the 28th overall freaking pick in the draft because you skate like you're uh, like you're walking through mud. You know, it's just come on, damn it. Anyway, so stuff like that. Um, exciting draft, of course. Again, I mean, it it looks extremely promising and. Attention to detail, you could tell, was uh, was very much a, a part of this draft when it comes to uh, Judd Brackett and, of course, Bill Guerin and all that. Bill Guerin leading the way. Judd Brackett's like the, you know, the the, eye behind, the eyes behind the scenes that really focuses on these prospects. Um, and it just, you know, I feel a hell of a lot more confident with this organization, this regime, than I did in previous regimes. Um, Paul Fenton knew what he was doing. See, like Paul Fenton, could have been the Judd Brackett for the Minnesota Wild in a lot of ways. That's That should have been his role. He should have been the number two guy in a lot of ways. He should have <laughs> and that's what he was for Nashville. They did, they did a good job drafting players for a long time and they got to the cup final. They, they almost won it and the next year they won the President's Trophy and they did what President's Trophies, President Trophy teams do most often with uh, a few rare exceptions and that's losing the playoffs unfortunately way before the final oh god Sad, you know, sad how that happened. But they built a hell of a team in Nashville with Paul Fenton as the right-hand man. Um, and again, Pittsburgh, they built a hell of a team with uh, Bill Guerin as the right-hand man as well. So Bill Guerin has the personality to be a hand man. And he's more of a team player because he knows everything about what a team is, uh, obviously. So that's why you have a guy like Judd Brackett here, and they work so well together from what we know. And... You have, you know, it's a mix of analytics and eye test because obviously skating and analytics, I mean, skating is eye test, isn't it? Isn't that old school in a, in a sense where, I mean, if he can't skate, he's probably not that good. So it's just that simple. Like, you know, like imagine, I don't even know, imagine a, a wide receiver that can't run. Like, good luck. A wide receiver that can't catch. Well, game over. <laughs> Troy frickin' Williamson. Yeah, I mean, you could go on all day. A wide receiver that can't catch, so you take him seventh overall because, well, he's the best guy there, supposedly, and we got to replace Moss. Yeah, good job. Good job. With that said, I've babbled enough. Well, we'll take a quick break, and we're going to get to fan interaction. We're going to hear from you guys and have a fun, fun conversation right after this.
And we are back here on Brave the Wild, segment number two. Going to get into fan interaction shortly. But first, I think I'd like to backtrack a little bit and talk about some of the free agent signings in the National Hockey League to other teams, unfortunately. <laughs> so starting around July 1st, Brock Besser, three years, 19, well, basically 20 million for Brock Besser. Staying with the uh, Vancouver Canucks, Jacob Middleton, of course, we talked about that one with Minnesota. Chris Letang stays with Pittsburgh, $36 million for six years. Marc-Andre Fleury, yep, we talked about that. Ville Husso winds up going to the uh, Detroit Red Wings, three years, only $14.25. So, but then again, I guess the cap is almost $5 million per year, so maybe that would be a tough get for the Minnesota Wild at the end of the day. Philip Forsberg stays in Nashville with a massive, massive cap hit of eight point five, eight years, $68 million. Huge contract there, but good for him. Uh, Gorgiev ends up uh, in Col- in Colorado, of course, uh, with the trade, and then inks a contract for three years for about three and a half million per there. A couple more. Obviously, there's a, a bunch. I'm going to skip around a kind of couple of them. Ricard Raquel, six years, thirty million. Wow, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Zane McIntyre staying with Minnesota to be with the uh, basically to you know to work with uh, Jesper Wallstadt might actually start for a while first because Wallstadt's just getting going. Uh, one year, seven fifty. At the end of the day, of course, two-way contract. Mulkin. A lot of people were hoping the Minnesota Wild would sign him. Yeah, good luck with that. Cap hit of six point one mil for four years. No, that is impossible. That is im frick impossible. Staying with that, coming to Minnesota. Evander Kane staying with the Edmonton Oilers. Good for them and good for him. Uh, just over five million per four years. Two and a half, uh, twenty and a half. Mill total. Jack Campbell, uh, the Edmonton Oilers have a new goalie now. This time, maybe it's the right one. We'll see. Five years, 25. That's fairly reasonable for what Jack Campbell did. He's a pretty good player. Obviously, he was a pretty good goalie for Toronto last year. They might have a good, solid goalie now. He's already 30. I can't believe that. But it was very solid last year with Toronto. We'll see how that works out. But uh, opportunity for Edmonton to maybe go, go on a real playoff run next year. Claude Giroux leaves Florida after being traded there. After all those years in Philly, of course. Goes to Ottawa. Goes to Ottawa. Can you believe it? $6.5 million three years. $6.5 million per. So I kind of bounce between those two. Uh, there's some major ones. Yep. Uh, Robert Thomas going to... Uh, Robert Thomas with uh, St. Louis. $65 million for eight years. Whew. Vincent Trocek, New York Rangers. Seven years, just under $40 million. Huge deal there. Lick, ne- uh, Lick Nettie. <laughs> Nick Letty sticking around in St. Louis. Four years, 16 million, so literally four per year there. Good for him. Yuroslav Halak going to the Rangers at 1.55. That's pretty cheap, but he's 37 already. Holy Toledo. I can't believe he's that old. Nicholas Bukestad. One year. Yep, Nick Bukestad. You get the idea. Doesn't say the amount. This is courtesy of TSN and the uh, free agent tracker. Sergey have eight years. Defenseman, of course, of the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Eight years, $68 million. Massive signing there. Tons of money. Anthony Shirelli, Tampa Bay. $50 million over eight years. Eric Sarnak, uh, 41.6 over eight years of uh, Tampa. Boy, they are keeping people around there. Darcy Kemper. Darcy Kemper. Of course, becoming a free agent, and uh, it's a Colorado has moved on after winning a Stanley Cup. That's that just happens all the time. It seems like Darcy Kemper five years, twenty six point two five, so five point two five for five years. He's already thirty two years old. Darcy Kemper to the Washington Capitals. 
Alex Stalock, 750, Chicago Blackhawks one year. Ian Cole, one year, $3 million with Tampa Bay. Ian Cole. Looking to chase that uh, Stanley Cup there. I suppose Charlie Lindgren's going to be the backup in uh, Washington. Yeah, so that's about three. Yeah, one, about one million a year for three years. Lekkonen sticking around with the Colorado Avalanche. No surprise. Four point five million per over five years. Chariot. A lot of people like him a lot, of course. Four years, nineteen million total. So just under five million a year with the Detroit Red Wings. Andre. Burakovsky, big one there. Five years, 27.5 with the Seattle Kraken. Mark Stahl's going to Florida. Eric Stahl's going to Florida, both at 750. So that Stahl brothers going to the Florida Panthers. The Stahl brothers going to the Florida Panthers. Interesting. Will Bitten, former Minnesota Wild uh, minor leaguer with St. Louis two-way contract. David Riddich, former Calgary Flame, 900K with the Winnipeg Jets. Try to get through this a little quicker. Sorry if I'm dragging here. Nicholas Patan, that's one of the Minnesota Wild uh, two-way contract signings. We signed uh, about four guys that are basically, you know, those those upper 20s uh, AHL players for the most part. David Perron leaving St. Louis for two years, 950. So 4.75 with the Detroit Red Wings. Interesting. Brandon Baddock, uh, Steve Fogarty, and Andre Suster all signing also with Minnesota. The only two-year contract is Stephen Fogarty, 29 years of age, all signing with the Minnesota Wild with a two-way contract. You know, basically the Iowa Wild, but you never know type of thing. Again, sorry if I'm dragging this out, but, you know, just kind of... Calvin Picard is going to be the backup, it looks like. Jean-Luc. No, Calvin Picard will be the backup for uh, Mr. Peterson there. Uh, he's basically, he's going to the Edmonton Oilers. I'm going crazy here. I apologize. My mind is wandering a little bit too much here. Gotta keep moving. I'm seeing too many names here, and I'm, I'm getting confused, and I shouldn't be. Louis Belpedio, Philadelphia. Yep, going back to where Chuck Fletcher took him. Well, there you go, Chuck. Thank you again for passing. Thank you so much for passing on Brandon Point, uh, trading away that pick to get uh, Louis Belpedio. Thank you so much joining his buddy Chuck Fletcher in Philly. All right, all right. Johnny G. Johnny Goudreau leaving the Calgary Flames for seven years. Seven years, 68.25, so cap hit just under $10 million, 9.75 with the Columbus Blue Jackets. All right, sounds good. Former Minnesota Wild player going to the Washington Capitals, Marcus Johansson. Good for him, one year. If we can keep moving here, apologize if I'm dragging this again, but, you know, I just want to keep going over this. Ryan Strom to the... Anaheim Ducks, 25 for 5. You can do the math there. That's pretty simple. Ryan Carpenter, some people liked him as a possible kind of like, you know, possible like we'll see what happens type of guy. He's going to the Rangers. Doesn't show the amount for some reason, but that's okay. Lots of minor league signings and blah, blah, blah. See if we can, I believe there's at least a couple more here. Josh Morris with, gosh, a lot of people winding up with the uh, Ottawa Senators. And of course, Josh Norris, pardon me. Big one here. This is a restricted free agency. Yeah, he's sticking around. Big contract signing here. About $8 million for eight years. $8 million per, that is, Jacob Larson. Uh, he was part of that uh, part of that uh, hall trade where uh, Jacob Larson to Edmonton. seven fifty going to Ottawa. Yep, Ottawa, Ottawa, Ottawa. Andre Palat. Five years, $30 million with the New Jersey Devils. I'm sorry, again. I didn't think it was this many. Yeah, there's been a lot. Brad Hunt, that's a notable. 
going to the Colorado Avalanche. So chasing the cup there. We'll see what happens. It's no amount right now. So who knows he's gonna what's gonna happen there if he's gonna wind up in the minors. Rem Pitlick sticking with the Montreal Canadian. That's he was signed today. Two years and no amount there. We'll see what happens. Twenty-five uh, years of age. Rem Pitlick. That is kind of the catch-up with free agency and all that. Just wanted to get caught up. So apologize for uh, <laughs> dragging that out a little bit. But uh, happy with the, uh, I mean, well, you know, interesting moves. Not all of them make you too excited, but some are, you know, obviously significant changes. You know, Edmonton finally getting uh, maybe a little bit better goalie here. We'll see how that turns out. No guarantees, that's for damn sure. I'm trying to look up something. That's why I feel Jack Campbell. I don't know why I called him Peterson. I was thinking of Kelvin Peterson. I'm stupid. Yeah, it's Jack Campbell. Yeah, again, deeply apologize for my stupid stupidity there. Kelvin Peterson. Kelvin Picard, Kelvin Peterson. What am I doing? Kelvin Picard is going to the Edmonton Oilers to back up Campbell. Jack Campbell. Yeah, slight difference in names there, you think? There's a little bit. Okay, Twitter account. Sorry, sorry, sorry for my uh, for my tardiness here. Hashtag BTWMN. So if you want to tweet, interact with the show, hashtag BTWMN. That keeps things organized, which I greatly appreciate. Now I'll get to try to get it in chronological order if humanly possible. This could be... Trying to remember exactly when... No, these are from the past. Definitely from the previous episode. Me and Derek had a fun time interacting with all of you there. Big time. Here we go. So now we're caught up with July. Derek Felska says, got a question or two <clears throat> on your mind. Is Thank you so much, Derek, for putting out the bat signal, as we call it. Yep, Minnesota Wild Free Agency Trades Draft or Development Camp. Ask Brave the Wild and take it. Hashtag BTWMN. Ask as many as you like. And yes, ask as many as you like. Ask as many as you like. Sometimes I don't continue if it's like an ongoing conversation back and forth. or like little, sometimes little minor arguments or conversations, because that could take all day if I read all that. So... Some of it's pretty damn cool and interesting, and I try to keep up with it as best possible anyway. But if I read all of it, yeah, you know. So <clears throat> I think you get my point here. Derek opens things up, as he has wanted to do. Uh, says, was it wise of Minnesota Wild GM Bill Guerin to trade Cam Tobot? Where do you think the breakdown was in that situation? Do you think Gustafson, I keep calling him Gustafson, but that's probably how they really say it, is going to be able to make 25 or more starts? That was great. To give M.A. Mark Andre Fleury a rest now that he is the clear number one goaltender now. Let me pick up my mouse here. Luckily, that didn't go too far. Jiminy Christmas. Okay, so where do I think the breakdown was in that situation? The whole postseason. I mean, and I can kind of, you know, I mean, I can kind of relate in a different sense. Like, say you're at work and, you know, yeah, you're at work. Like, you're in the workplace. You work your butt off. You do a damn good job. You know you're doing a good job. And then somebody else just kind of rolls in and kind of, sort of, gets promoted. And they just kind of roll in and get promoted. You know, it's like, seriously, like, seriously, I've been here doing this job and deserving the promotion. So that kind of bull crap happens all the time in the workplace. And it's easy to get extremely frustrated. Um, it's good to be professional and kind of keep going. But way back, it's, it's going to stick in your craw one way or another. Cam Tobut, I, I can understand his frustration. Were things a bit childish, especially with his wife going on to uh, social media and talking about their next adventure or whatever? Shut up. Come on. You know, it, like stuff like that will drive you absolutely nuts. Don't don't tweet about that kind of stuff. That was kind of stupid. So extreme frustration there. I could totally understand. As for uh, Gustafson, I'm, I'm hoping he can do that. Uh, 25 or more starts and all that. 
Sadly, uh, so far in his career, he hasn't really gotten that far. But I gotta think, I gotta think that it can be done. And obviously, they have a lot of faith in the goalie coaches and such. And despite the crappy numbers throughout the AHL and all that, there were signs of improvement. So particularly in the AHL, which doesn't always mean a whole lot, but it it can it can mean something. Ottawa obviously was not good last year, and we'll have to wait and see what happens with Ottawa this year. They they have some chance to get somewhere. Um, it's, I mean, and I'm actually worried about Marc-Andre Fleury at age 38 being the starter. So it's kind of almost like one of those years where secretly nudge, nudge, if it, they have kind of a down year, maybe they can get a high draft pick and such because of this whole salary cap situation. So it's, you know, like certain, certain uh, broadcasters locally have been talking like that as well. If it's a down year for a year or two, I mean, you got like what you know, a cap hit of twelve to fourteen million dollars the next couple years here, the next few years here. So that could be a situation we might be facing. Whereas you're like having other players develop and all that such, where they won't be so great right out of the gate and all that. Obviously, I'm sure you know that, and other people know as well. Uh, Gustafson, I, I think he's around that age though when goalies start to come around. So it's a hope. I think it can work. It's, I think both of us are very skeptical of any chance of this team really going on a playoff run this year, but which is kind of almost strange that Flurry would come, come here, but I, I don't know. I, I guess we're going to have to wait and see. With that, you, you never know. Some of the young prospects, prospects, part of me, might absolutely jump up and get somewhere. Uh, Derek says, as with the Ottawa Senators, the team that traded for Talbot, as well as Alex Debrinkat, and Claude Giroux could be a playoff team next year. Why or why not? I think absolutely. Uh, there's a lot of talent. Obviously, you have the other to chuck and all that as well. There's definitely talent there. And Tell, Tellbot's decent. And that was it Anton Forsberg, the other goaltender. That's a decent tandem right there. Where maybe it's like 65%, you know, not 65 games, 65, 65, 35, as they say with Talbot and Forsberg. Could be a decent goalie tandem. Uh, Debrinkat's got all kinds of potential, obviously, and he's gotten better. Uh, Claude Giroux is, you know, a guy who has been successful forever. And you, and again, you have the other Tachuk as well. So uh, it's Matthew, right? Yeah, Matthew Tachuk. Uh, um, God, I could get them all mixed up because I'm crazy. But, <laughs> um, you know, there's a, yeah, actually, Matthew's with the Calgary Flames. It's the other one. So anyhow, <laughs> other obviously, both very talented players. So, we'll have to wait and see with that. But I do think Ottawa does have potential to be uh, a playoff team next year for sure. So now we get to the next one here. It's like Derek, uh, yep, uh, the Derek Felska lightning round, we can call it, right? If he doesn't mind. Which player or players the Minnesota Wild drafted beyond their first two, uh, their two first round picks anyway, intrigues you the most and why? Which one of them do you think has the best chance to be a steal, and which one has the best chance to be a bust? Uh-oh, well, hopefully nobody's going to be a bust, but, well, you know how... <laughs> you know, it's almost impossible to make, like, a perfect draft. In fact, it pretty much is. Uh, well, I strongly believe one that's kind of like an early guess is Yurov might be a steal in, in terms of he may have ended up being, like, a top 10 to 15 type of guy, even single digits. Uh, Ryan Healy, very interesting seeing his skating ability. Hunter Hate, Hate, look, Hate looks incredible. 
for a 47th pick. Obviously, again, that's a reasonably high pick, one way or another. And, mm, man, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around here. I do believe that pick came from the Vancouver Canucks. I do believe it. Yes, it did. So, Hunter Hate, that might end up being, again, the whole deal where we got a compensatory pick from the Vancouver Canucks because they signed Philip Johansson. So maybe Hunter Haight on his own might end up being better than Philip Johansson. Uh, he apparently was absolutely spectacular in the little scrimmage there, the whole, you know, Beckman, Team Beckman versus Team um, Rossi. So he looks absolutely great so far. His numbers don't reflect it in a spectacular manner necessarily in the OHL, but of course we're talking about a guy who, you know, most of the year was 17 years of age. I mean, he only turned 18 years old on April 4th. I mean, so we're talking uber young. Um, he might end up being, he's somebody that intrigues me in a big way. Uh, lots of skill, great skating ability, all that. Uh, at least he displayed that out there. Um, bust? I'm not really sure. I don't want to be too negative, obviously. It's, but, you know, somebody has to be disappointing. Uh, Milne did really well in the WHL, 81 points. Sometimes those guys from the WHL put up spectacular numbers and then come over and don't do a whole lot. So that's a fear. Uh, we haven't had good luck out of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, so that might be David Spacek at the end of the day, quite possibly. We just haven't had good luck out of the queue. We just haven't. Um, the, you know, Boudrias hasn't, you know, Boudrias is pretty much a nobody. Alexander Hovanoff, you know, I mean, but Boudrias was the 179th pick, sixth round, you know, 2018. Alexander Hovanov, 86th pick, you know, I mean, out of the queue, of course. Hasn't come close. Hasn't come close. I mean, he did basically nothing in the AHL. So, uh, I don't want to say it, but I have to lean towards SpaceX just because of the, the queue. Dylan Labe, the queue, did nothing. Alexander Belanger, never heard of him, right, basically? I mean, yeah, we heard of him, but he didn't do anything. Didn't come close. So, we've had virtually no success out of the queue. Rafael Bruces, uh, Buceris. 2012, out of the queue, did nothing. Zach bleeping Phillips out of the queue. So that about wraps it up. Oh, my God. And the more I keep digging into the whole queue. Marco Scandella, he is the best player we've ever had out of the queue, it looks like. Uh, James Shepard, massive bust. I mean, should I go on? Jean-Claude Sawyer, well, awesome name. Didn't come close to doing anything, apparently. That was in the 20, uh, 2004 draft, pardon me. Uh, Matthew, yeah, Matthew Madison. Now I'm digging way deep, way in the past. Pierre-Marc Bouchard. Honestly, he was relatively disappointing compared to what a lot of us thought he should be. Number eighth pick in the draft. Did he look like somebody who was a top ten pick? Eh, kind of, sort of, sometimes. But not really. He was okay. He was very skilled. Great passing and all that. Great stick handling. Um, th that's the best player we ever had out of the queue, though. Um, but most of the others didn't come close. Stefan Veyu, woohoo, he could hit people really hard, and he, he worked hard. He worked really hard. So, yeah, we've had lame success out of the queue, which is too bad. So, unfortunately, <laughs> maybe that's why they gave me that one, right? <laughs> I have to lean towards David Spicek, I guess. I could be wrong. A lot of times, again, sometimes sometimes the, the, the family related, sometimes there's a big difference. Uh, Yaroslav was very good. Maybe David won't do a whole lot. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, again, hockey in the blood does help. It's just something about that cue. <laughs> it hasn't been too good. The only other guy, I mean, maybe Rieger Lawrence, who, uh, you know, the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League. You don't even hire, you, you, you pretty much never hear about that Junior League a whole lot, do you? 
good numbers, but you know, you, you just never hear about it. He might be the first guy we ever took from there. Actually, as I dig around again, I don't see it. So maybe I'm a complete moron and I don't know anything what I'm talking about. Carson Soucy. Okay. Carson Soucy. And he is from, I think he's from Viking, right? Yeah, Vikings. That's kind of close to Calgary. So, okay. Sorry. I'm a fool. You expect me to remember all that? No. <laughs> I'll keep moving. Sorry, uh, Derek, you got me going crazier. It's a good thing, though. That's a good thing. That's good. So I'll lean towards Spacek, and it's obviously just kind of like flipping a coin. Spacek, go out there and kick some butt and tell me to shut the heck up all you want. Uh, Derek, uh, Derek Felska, lightning round continues. Team Beckman, a.k.a. Surf and Turf. Mm, that sounds good. Makes me think of Benihana with uh, steak and shrimp there. <laughs> won the three-on-three tournament cons uh, consists of Adam Beckman, Hunter Haight, yep, who was spectacular. Uh, that six-round pick, Sir Servak Petrovsky, Marshall Warren, yep, Simon Johansson, and Hunter Jones. Hunter Jones actually won in a game versus Wallstead. Wow. Um, do I think Adam Beckman gets a shot at the Minnesota Wild roster spot this year? Very much so. Um, I think he absolutely gets a spot. Though I'm hearing... You know, from people like Brandon Molesky and such, I might be saying the wrong person, actually. I think it's actually, uh, maybe it was Molesky. I think it was Brandon Molesky and I and possibly Russo was saying Beckman, for the, you know, didn't look that great. Beckman didn't look all that great. But I, I thought he looked okay. Maybe I don't know anything. But he's got to be way up there uh, as somebody that they're ho really, like, hoping he can make the NHL roster this year. I mean, there's a very important job available right now in the on that second line. So, pretty important position. Just sitting there waiting for somebody to, to grab it. Um, Derek Felska, again, boy, it's a big lightning rod. I think it's about eight or nine, which is really good. I, th I appreciate this very much, Derek, actually, because it's just, it's fun. Cause they're good questions and they make the show better. <clears throat> again, this is also at Brave the Wild, just in case I was stupid enough to not say it, though it is in the show description. Derek says on a recent episode of Straight from the Source, which I highly recommend, by the way, Michael Russo was asked if there was any interest in Matt Dumba at all, that being the trade. Yeah, yep, I heard this very clearly, too. He said sources indicate there wasn't any at all, as in no interest in Matt Dumba, really, in the whole trade market. Can you believe that? Um, he says, what do you think Minnesota Wild General Manager Bill Guerin will do this year with Dumba? Ah, oh, boy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because they probably figure um, maybe Bill Guerin's price is too high. He does like Dumba. I think Dumba's, I've probably said this like already on this episode, but I'm going to say it again. Dumba's overrated at this stage. He's overrated. Um, 25 points, 25 points, 25 points, shot, Dumba shot blocked, Dumba shot blocked. I mean, how many times did you hear that? That wasn't just me. That was other people in that Minnesota Wild Global and such um, that are frustrated. Uh, he's... I don't blame people for not being all that interested. Obviously, that's a $6 million cap hit in a time when, like, freaking 85% of the NHL is, like, worrying about salary cap situations. And I don't know. Uh, he's certainly not the guy years ago, just just uh, about three well, three years ago, who looked like he was on a course to becoming, you know, one of the great defensemen in the NHL. 50, 60, 70 points. And all of a sudden comes back from that injury, he's just not the same. Of course, the pectoral injury, for those of you that might be new to watching the Wild and such pectoral injury in that fight with Matthew Thachuk. Yeah, I got the wrong Thachuk because I'm stupid. 
Um, I'll continue. Yeah, Matthew with the Chuck of Calgary. At least, well, it's his team now, let me tell you. <laughs> if it wasn't before, it sure is now. Derek continues. This is the final of this uh, particular lightning round. He may add some more, I'm sure. Which NHL team did you feel did the best in the draft? And which NHL team has done the best in free agency? Which NHL teams do you feel did the worst in the draft? <laughs> free agency. I might not be good at the worst part, but I think free agency. It looks like Columbus, man. Columbus, and it's not just because of Johnny Goudreau. They made some nice moves, um, some other moves and such that I talked about as I was screwing around in here. I, uh, yeah, actually, I can actually pick them right now. This is actually a really nice TSN. Thank you, TSN, for having this all nice and uh, organized. Why is this in the way? Is it not letting me do it or what? Come on, go. What do I do? Hit enter? There's no button. Oh, you suck. Oh, okay. It just did it automatically. Johnny Goudreau. Okay, never mind. It's just Johnny Goudreau. <laughs> okay. Uh, Florida. Florida didn't do that great, did they? Seemed like they just kind of lost people. Uh, Vegas. Vegas is an absolute mess. My goodness. And I feel bad about it, actually. Vegas did not do well in free agency. Because, I mean, it's pretty much just... Oof. The most expensive guy, Brett Howden, one million, one one point five million. So it's not looking good for Vegas. Okay, Riley Smith, excuse me, five million. Not bad, good player, but that's it. I mean, that's it so far. Obviously, Minnesota hasn't done jack squat in free agency because we're kind of standing pat. We're kind of waiting for now because uh, we don't want to overspend, you know. And that's been a big issue. Totally understandable. Tampa Bay definitely did a great job keeping players. Uh, very, very good job there. And, you know, they, they just manage the cap well there. They do a great job. Um, Hayden Fleury. <laughs> just seeing the name Fleury, it's like, oh, no, not him again. No, uh, Seattle did a pretty good job in both the draft and free agency. Probably Seattle with the draft. Obviously, again, a little bit of luck as well with the, the guy who was supposed to go number one overall, winding up with them uh, with Wright there. He was the right move. Ottawa Senators, fantastic free agency, I think. You know, Jacob Larson's, you know, he's okay. okay that's, he's okay. Uh, Norris, obviously, good signing there. They got Claude Giroux. Edmonton, I like Edmonton with Jack Campbell. I could go on all day with that. But uh, Seattle, I think, with the draft, did a pretty good job. I think Minnesota did a pretty good job in the draft, at least from what we say. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's never a guarantee. There is, uh, you know, it might look good, and then it's a whole lot of nothing. Arizona got Nick Bukestad, so I think Arizona's the, the best. Yeah, no, Arizona's what they are. I mean, who was the most expensive signing they made? Looks like Josh Brown, 2.55 million bucks, baby. Detroit actually did really well in free agency. Yeah, David Perron, Sherratt, Andrew Kopp, Ville Husso. Yeah, Detroit's way, way in the top five, I think, at this, in the uh, free agency. Good job, Detroit. Uh, maybe Winnipeg, very disappointing in the draft. I mean, just the McGordy guy. I don't know, man. I don't know. McGordy, <laughs> you know, <laughs> from what uh, Derek says, can't skate a lick. So, yeah. I'll continue now. Sorry. <laughs> Brian Herrera, welcome back. Brian, great to hear from you always. Oh, and I got to say happy anniversary to Derek Felska also. He tweeted that out. And I might even get the tweet also. But I'm kind of focusing on the hashtag BTW. But happy anniversary to Derek and his wife, Teresa Ferries. Uh, awesome. Congratulations, uh, Derek. 17 years, right? 17 years, and they met through the hockey world, which 
Wish I could say the same, but not quite, uh, not quite uh, shared interest with hockey, unfortunately, <laughs> in this house. Uh, Brian says, who do you have as the unexpected prospect that shines in the preseason this year? Unexpected prospect, so it could be any of the other guys along with the current uh, folks. Unexpected, hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, yeah, I would have liked to have said Pavel Novak, but yeah, I better shut the heck up. Uh, on that. Um, un unexpected. So somebody who's kind of like a sleeper. Sounds like Kyle Masters has really been a, a revelation of late. Like he's really stepped up in a big way. Like Jesper Wallstead is not a surprise, but he looked bleeping awesome. A pair, uh, and yeah, you saw some of the highlights in that scrimmage. Um, mm, yep. Yeah, uh, I got a feeling Damon Hunt is going to surprise some people. He's just, you know, there's something. There really is something there. Ryan O'Rourke, I think he's a steady uh, steady guy where he wouldn't really like necessarily jump up on you. He's kind of what you'd expect. Beckman, I hope he doesn't disappoint. That's where I'm leaning. I, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle, Ma either Kyle Masters or Damon Hunt for that one. Uh, so I'm kind of cheating a little bit with two guys. Derek says, how well do you think the Minnesota Wild are going to do next season, 22-23, given the roster moves and its cap situation, etc.? Please retweet. So this was a uh, poll, which had 107 votes. Awesome. Stanley Cup contender. Playoffs, probably one and done. Missed playoffs, but close. Lottery team, rough year. Um, lottery team doesn't always, you know, it would be a terrible experience to watch the team suck, but it'd be great to have a high pick. Though, you know, just like the Wolves being in the lottery every year forever, it's not always fun either. <sighs> I'm going to go with playoffs, probably one and done, and apparently that one got 62%. I actually didn't even vote until just now. 62% for that. Absolute landslide. Second place, 259 but close. That's uh, missing the playoffs. Third place would be Stanley Cup contender, 65 and lottery team rough year. Comes at the back end with 5.6%. Um, couple of response. Matthew says, I think it's probably missed the playoffs, but close at the deadline. It could be worse if they choose to sell. But I said that last year, and they had 100 points. Well, 113. Uh, Rick says, if Kaprizov is, Kaprizov is out lottery, and yeah, I could see that. If, for whatever reason, Kaprizov is unable to come to the United States. Jay Bushy, here it is. What prospect stood out the most in developmental camp? Hate, definitely. Mr. Hater, as they call him, in a fun way, in an affectionate way. Um, that would be Hunter Hate. He uh, looked absolutely great. Multiple goals. Again, his OHL numbers are the very Colts. Not that impressive, but he was 17 years old most of the year. Insanely good for uh, an OHL player at age 17. That's pretty good. So I will say Hunter Hate. Uh, the other guy, though, uh, Jesper, uh, Jesper Wallstead looks like an insanely talented goalie. Insane. Brian Herrera comes back, and it looks like he wraps up this section. Uh, at least this part of it. We'll see. I might dig in a little more here. Uh, Brian Herrera says, with the move of Talbot freeing up cap space and getting the goalie pool younger and cheaper, which I'm I'm happy with. Uh, that, that was me adding that in. Do you think the Wild will be better off to sign a decent middle six free agent? Sure. Um, I say why not. Uh, <clears throat> unfortunately, it looks like that uh, Johan Larson, there'll be no uh, reunion with him. Sounds like he's signing with Pittsburgh. It's not official because it's not showing. Unless it is now. I'm going to dig here a little bit more if I can do that doggone it, Archibald but uh, no, there's nobody there, and yeah, Mulkin ooh, it's gonna be Mulkin, yeah, right 
Alex Nylander, nice. Only one year for Ricard Raquel. Yeah, Casey DeSmith. Casey DeSmith, Brian Rust. He's, he's, he's rusty, you know. Okay, sorry. Um, so that one's unofficial, unfortunately, for them. Fortunate for us if we still want to bring him in. Uh, I wouldn't mind Johan Larson, but I don't know. It would be kind of cool to have that reunion come for full circle with the old... Uh, um, <clears throat> Jason Pominville trade years and years ago now when Johan Larson was a prospect coming up, you know, second round pick who wound up being a fourth liner basically throughout his career, so uh, just a little disappointing, it's just a little bit, you know another guy who was nearly as impressive as some of us hoped and certainly not the Wild Scouts either, uh, Chicago Blackhawks yeah, they pretty much gutted everything, and again they signed Alex Stalock, which is really funny um, but good, good luck, he's an awesome guy, everybody loves him most expensive signing they made was Max Domi, one year three mil. Otherwise, Colin Blackwell at two point, no, at one point one point two per year, two two years. So you just add the math there, double it. Um, yeah, as to who the Wild could bring in, it's kind of hard to say. Some of the names that have been brought up are are gone already. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of let that let that go for now, as uh, who is. There's always a hope, though, that the Wild could bring in somebody. Yeah, major signings, Canadian signings. Why can't I just say... See, unfortunately... I might try to bring it up real quick. Might as well, just for a quick... Just for... Apologize here for my... Uh... Well, this is actually guys that have already been signed. So I didn't necessarily want that. These are guys that have already been signed. So, yeah, but it's not even, I'm not even able to bring in the uh, actual current ones. Okay, I lied. Now I am. Uh, the name people have been bringing up nonstop is Phil Kessel. He's close to becoming, uh, he, he's almost 35 years of age. Some people have talked about him even being as low as uh, one and a half million or something for like a year. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that. That'd be kind of cool. It's funny, Andrew Ladd finally played again for the first time in, like, you know, eons. That was actually last year. Uh, yep, free agent there. Nino Niederreiter, he want, he. there's a reason why he's a free agent. Um, Carolina just kind of, you know, said hell with you, basically, when he he uh, brought his uh, demands way up to the moon. So people are like, yeah, they're like, no, that's okay. Seriously, man. Uh, we could bring in Miko Koskinen, too. No, that's not going to happen. I'm just kidding. Cadre obviously is way high end. That's not going to happen. Chris Tierney is a name we've heard a million times in the past. I mean, that might be somebody, but again, it's just, you know, it's just an okay center who can play in the middle six, like you said, and it'll probably be very cheap. Victor Rask, that, that's okay. Paul Stansley's ancient. Kirby Dock. He's, is he really? He's a free agent. Oh, yeah, and he's super young. I don't think we're going to be bringing him in. But um, we'll see. Obviously, he's never even made a million in the NHL per, per season yet. Kako's a restricted. Yeah, we'll just talk about that. But these guys mostly are restricted. The young ones, anyway. So, uh, it's going to be somebody like, possibly, a Tierney. If, we still, if we're still interested in him like we were a year ago, supposedly. Louis Erickson's still alive. He's 37. Dustin Brown's still almost 38. Yeah, that's okay. Matthew the Chuck, yeah, right. Restricted free agent for Patrick Liney, all those guys. But yeah, but yeah, you know, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel, I don't think it's going to happen. But basically, no, uh, 
but you never know. You never know. I mean, obviously he was with Pittsburgh for a while, won a Stanley Cup there, so that was pretty cool. Um, Kyle Turris is a free agent. Unrestricted, pardon me, James Neal. God, he used to be so good, and then he just wasn't anymore. Um, I thought the Wild resigned Mitchell Chavy. I think they did. This, something's not right about that. I mean, it's just not official. Uh, some of these guys might not even be free agents anymore from all we know. Johan Larson, yep, that's supposedly he's going to Pittsburgh. Gosh, he's almost 30 already. Time flies, doesn't it? But that's kind of what we're looking at, basically, guys like that. The Johan Larson types, basically. Uh, it's not going to be any major signing because it's just, it's just not. Um, there was a response to Jay Bushy's question about who stood out the most in training camp. And I'm not hitting the right button here. Uh, MN Johan responded with, this is a great question. I see if this one. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't mean in a bad way. Yeah, it's it's Hunter Hate for me, though. Definitely. He was absolutely great. And again, that's the pick we acquired from the Vancouver Canucks. So... With that said, that should be about it, because I'm not going to dig into people's you know ongoing conversations. I guess this one, I guess, got one reply. Derek, uh, I was talking about the Straight from the Source episode. Might as well. I thought there were replies. Okay, Matt Felton said, who are they talking about? Dumba. Yep, they should trade him before we lose him for nothing, but I feel like I won't get my wish. Derek says, who are you re uh, referring to? Caprice or Dumba. He means Dumba. Yep. Uh, at least I'm 99% sure. Sammy Lee says, I think he means Dumba, but as originally tweeted, there's no market for him. I don't think anyone wants his price when he's so injury prone, even with his good locker room presence. That was really well said, actually. Sammy Lee, thank you for that. That was uh, really good. Um, I agree. I agree. Uh, that's, yeah. Derek says, I should have checked that out, but I'd agree. Too much risk for anyone to be willing to give up too much for him. Yep. Agreed. Agreed, number one. Yep. Yep. Looks like there's two replies. Yeah. See, this is when it gets to be like, yeah, there's like several replies and it goes on and on. So, um, and it's, yeah, it's good conversation. And I agree. Uh, Sammy Lee summed it up really well. Really well. Uh, with the situation with Matt Dumba. With that said, I encourage you to please tell your friends about the show. It would be greatly appreciated. Definitely check out uh, Minnesota Wild Global. Awesome Facebook page out there pet, uh, with guys like Scott Ca uh, Scott Cavendish. And, you know, could go on forever. Kathy Main, Chad Walski, Chance, uh, Chance Costick, David Costick, uh, David Abraham, Michael Fick. So many cool people on there. Highly recommended. Also, again, MNW Prospects, also known as Young Guns now. Very proud to be a part of that, and I'll be keeping up with uh, David Spacek. And hopefully he's not a bust. So hopefully I just motivated him just in one in a million chance he's listening. I'll be keeping up with him as uh, covering the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League prospects with the Minnesota Wild. Hopefully they uh, are able to, hopefully he's able to step it up and be excellent like Pierre-Marc Bouchard versus some of the others that have really struggled over the years. Uh, again, tell your friends about the show. Please write a positive rating on... Uh, on either yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Stitcher. Those are the ones that allow you to do that. Those of you that have, thank you so very much. Anybody that could, would we greatly appreciate it and give you a huge shout-out. Again, do check out, again, MNW Prospects or Young Guns on Twitter and all that. All the information will be in the show description. Don't be afraid to call into the show using a audio submission. All you basically do is open up your smart device uh, there's a free 
voice recording app on every smart device on the planet. Just press record, treat it like a phone call, hit stop, save it, and email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com, paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then convert it into an MP3 file thanks to Zumzar with a Z dot com. You can, give, you can convert files on there, which is really cool. So thanks again for listening to the show. Tell your friends, like I've said, uh, if there's any major news, we'll have another show. Otherwise, it may be a little while till the next episode. Uh, I wouldn't be too surprised if there's, a, if there's another trade, and we'll get caught up with it uh, when the time comes. Until then, take care and enjoy your summer and stay cool. <laughs>